Hey guys, it's your host, Sam Evans, and welcome back to another episode of Lifestyle Redesigned. Today, I am more than happy to introduce Megan Gill, who is a 30-year-old actor and business owner based in Los Angeles, California. She graduated from college in 2014 and has since pursued her art in Chicago and now LA. When the world shut down in 2020, Megan found her transcription company advocating for accessibility in the podcast industry. In 2021, she wrote, produced, and starred in the short film, A Broadway Body, that pushes back on toxic body and beauty standards not only in the performance industries but society as a whole throughout this episode we talk about the unconventional life and how just because you're not pursuing or going down this path that society has set up for us or as deemed as successful the successful path just because you're not doing that doesn't mean that your life is is a bad life in most cases going against societal norms and pursuing your passions actually creates a better life for yourself But I will say that definitely takes a lot more effort and a lot more motivation and a lot more determination and a lot more work. Megan is a huge believer in continuing to chase your dreams until they become a reality. And now that I think about that, I honestly live by that as well because it's like if you're not pursuing something that makes you happy, if you're not essentially chasing your dreams or putting effort into places that will grow your happiness, then you're settling for things that make you unhappy, you know? Trust me when I say say I have had the thought of things would be so much easier if I just settled for this or if I just took a job here or if I just worked for somebody else instead of working for myself trust me I think about the fact that that is way easier than what I'm trying to do now But at the same time, I remind myself that I know I wouldn't be happy in those positions. And I know that what I'm doing right now brings me the most happiness that I could feel out of anything that I could be pursuing. So with all that, if anything I just said resonates with you, you have to continue listening. Without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hi, Megan. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Sam? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for finding the time to be on. I know we talked about this before, but like life's always crazy. And it's so nice to have people who are just understanding of life things, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I feel that big time. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, for anybody that doesn't know you, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, kind of talk about your story and, and where you started versus where you are now. Yeah. So I'm Megan. I am an actor. I started acting long ago in middle school. I'm 30 now, just turned 30. And then I started a transcription company in 2020 after all of the COVID stuff happened and went down. I was like, well, how can I start something to balance my acting career and something that would allow me to really dive deep into that while also supporting myself in another way? Right. That's awesome. So how did you even get into acting? I feel like that's a very like specific niche that only certain people, you know, actually try out and succeed at. Yeah, that's so true. Like, of course, it's a hobby for so many people, which is wonderful. Like all of the arts, no matter what across the board. But when I was like three years old, I got into dance. My mom put me in dance. And then I always told my parents I wanted to be a singer, actor, dancer, (laughs) like Britney Spears, LOL. (laughs) So I grew up dancing. And then in middle school, I was like, mom, I just want to do theater. I just want to quit dance. Yeah. She's like, okay, fine. But then in college, I'm like, dang it. I wish I kept dancing because I studied musical theater, which is like all of it, singing, acting and dancing. So, (laughs) and now I'm in LA focused mostly on acting. 
That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I feel like, I don't know. I don't think I could ever be an actor just because like I'd get, I guess stage fright, I feel. Is that fair? My mom is a teacher and she tells me all the time that she has nightmares that she's on a stage. And I'm like, all right, well, I have nightmares that I'm teaching. So that's your own thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, at least you're you're pursuing something that you know you actually love, even though the industry's probably it's probably tough out there in LA. I, I've heard at least. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely oversaturated. But I believe that there's room for everyone. And if this is really something you want to do it's going to happen at some point, like seeing that happen with me. So it's really cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And now you also have like a a side business that's like helping you with your balance, your acting career and stuff, right? Yeah. It's honestly amazing because with acting, it's all over the place, right? Like you're auditioning. I wrote, produced, and starred in my own short film last year, which was really great. So I had that. You're doing so many things And it's not always the work that you're getting paid for. So I finally feel like zero desperation to book a job or to be making money from acting because I have my business and because I actually love the other facet of my work instead of just like selling my soul to another restaurant, which is what I did for 10 years. Oh yeah. I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not only actors know that life, but Right, right. Well, the restaurant business is, it's a tough one. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) I enjoyed it, but you know, it's really great to be living this unique life. That isn't just the typical, how my parents' generation grew up nine to five family, like doing that whole thing, which is also fine, but I just love what you're doing with this podcast. And yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. I I feel the same way about, I think I'm, I'm at an extreme level right now where I'm doing everything I can not to work the nine to five. You know what I mean? And like, right after I graduated, like I was saying, I graduated a couple of weeks ago. It's like, okay, maybe a nine to five seems a little easier than than doing this whole business thing, you know? Oh, I know. I always like entertain. Well, because I think like mental health is super important. And I'm like, wow, it'd be so neat to like be a therapist and just like have your job, but just work one job or be like, I don't know. I think about being like a makeup artist. It's not like the conventional nine to five, but it's like you're focused on just one thing. And there's probably a lot of work out there, but I'm like, nope, I chose this life where I'm working like multiple jobs at any given time. Yeah. (laughs) With all different, all different types of people. Like it's never just one thing at one time. (laughs) Literally at all. And that is fun. It like keeps it interesting, but then there are times and I've experienced a lot of this where it's like, Oh shoot, where is my next paycheck coming from? Like, am I going to be okay next month? And it does like knock on wood. It always works out, you know? Right. But it's dealing with that and almost like mindset around that, like wrapping your head around that and like having faith that it's going to pull through and that you're going to do what you have to do. Yeah. They afloat and pay your bills. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it might be, you know, getting a third job or (laughs) or figuring out, you know, how do you just get by, you know? And I think that's kind of like, that's the biggest thing with being an entrepreneur, being somebody that's like more motivated to do something to pursue your passion, I guess, as opposed to just kind of settling for a job is like you're hustling nonstop, whether that be for the next paycheck or working for somebody else or working five different things or, or doing you know, like I said, multiple things at once just to kind of, I don't want to say just to get by, but to support yourself while also like being happy. Yeah, absolutely. And being happy, like that's the piece there. That's like, I couldn't do 
anything else as much as I think like, oh, it'd be so great to just have one job. Like I could not picture doing anything else as much as I think about it or entertain it or fantasize about it. And that's like, if people that are working just one job and it's the conventional type of job and that's what fulfills them, cool. But there's so many of us out here who like, I can't work a nine to five acting job. It's just not possible, especially right now, like in what we call like a developmental stage. Like I don't have a, a role on a feature at the moment. And even if I did, it would maybe shoot for a month or two and then I would have to get a new job, things like that, which I'm sure you can relate to that like up and down as well. But it's like, that doesn't, just because our work doesn't happen in a similar pattern that like a corporate job would happen in doesn't mean that it's not important. and doesn't mean that people shouldn't pursue it. Like I'm so grateful my parents were fully supportive of me pursuing the arts because so many people have parents that are not. And then a lot of my friends in my acting class right now who I've spoken to recently are like telling me about how they pursued like some amazing like science degrees or like math degrees in college. And now they're just, they're acting because like their parents were like, you have to get a degree which I I understand, but I'm just like, oh, I never understood how lucky I was to be in the position that I was in with my immediate family, at least. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think that like, that's something that I tend to take for granted a lot is like my family. I don't want to say they let me do whatever I want, because of course, you know, my parents worry about me and think like, all right, Sam, can you pay your rent this month? Like, please just pay your rent, pay your bills, get food on the table. So of course, you know, they have that parenting like mindset and things like that. But also it's like, they're supportive as long as they know that I'm finding a way to pay for things and kind of survive on my own. And these past couple months has been the first time that I've moved out into like a new city by myself, just being here and doing things on my own. It's kind of like, it's scary. It's definitely scary. And I don't know, sometimes I have the same thought of like, I should have just gotten a regular job. But then I think to myself, no, like, like, I wouldn't rather do anything else besides hustle all day and all night and work 24 hours. Like I'm happy doing that because I actually like it, you know? And the other day I was, me and my boyfriend, we were walking around like downtown in like the corporate area. So there's tons of like huge, beautiful headquarters and and business buildings and things like that. And we were like, this must be so cool to like, you know, get dressed up for work every day and kind of go into the office and have that like corporate girl lifestyle, city girl lifestyle. But then I don't know, I feel like after a couple of weeks, I'd be like, all right, here I go into my cubicle again. Like the outside of the building is pretty. and And I bet the inside is too. But like at the end of the day, you are going to a desk, you know, and you are kind of doing that like nine to five that in you're being inside all day. And, and I don't know, it's just like, it's too much for me to, to me, for me to think about that I could be in that spot as opposed to doing what I'm doing now, where I have the free time to kind of like, okay, let me work like a couple hours in the morning and I'll go out for lunch and I'll, I'll actually spend this 80 degree day out, outside, you know? So I don't know. I like it. I like the, I like the hustle. <laughs> Me too, because like who also says that the hustle isn't going to turn into something that's wildly successful? Like that is, my mindset has completely shifted in the last like year or so. I'm thinking like big picture, big money, like there is money in this world. And who says that like in five years of pursuing a business or pursuing like your own thing that it's not going to come your way and 
you're not going to like find that niche that is super successful or that does bring you that financial support. Like, I really believe that it's, there's not just one way in, like, it's not just the corporate world, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. But we're kind of prone to that, I think, you know, and right now, at least what I'm seeing is the trend within like our age group of people being like exactly what you just said. There is more money in the world than we even know exists. You know, we're pretty much used to working as a server for $3 an hour and relying on tips or (laughs) for 12, 15, whatever, 20 bucks an hour and relying on, on that sort of income. Whereas in reality, you could be getting paid thousands of dollars a month doing your own thing. And sure, it takes a lot more work, but there are people willing to pay that and willing to like support you. And I think that we're realizing that now. And, and a lot of people, even just in my immediate friend group and where I live, people are kind of like branching out and trying to figure things out on their own. Yeah. I love that. And I think that that's a gift that the whole COVID lockdown past two years soccer has brought. Like, yeah, there's been a lot of horrific things happening in the world. But one of the great things is that like so many people are like, well, screw that. Like, I'm not going to work in a restaurant anymore. I'm going to figure my own thing out. Or I'm grateful to, to have the privilege to do that myself. But even if it's like, all right, I am going to keep my restaurant job or my retail job or whatever it may be. And I'm also going to start my own thing on the side. And there's going to come a point, maybe like a year down the road where I can quit that retail job and like, just pursue my thing. Right. Exactly. Like we are so resilient, like (laughs) in younger generations, I'm like, all right, if I'm a millennial, like Gen Z, is that what it is? It's Gen Z. Are you Gen Z? I don't think I'm a millennial, but I don't know if I'm Gen Z. Okay. Maybe it's like mid, like midline. Yeah. I think I'm in in the middle. (laughs) Cause I'm like, dang, Gen Z is like amazing and inspiring. And I'm just so excited for for them to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. Because we know it's going to happen <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, even what we were saying about college and stuff, a lot of people that I've talked to have really been like, of course, right after I graduate, but they're like, yeah, college, you know, not that you don't need it, but there's so much more that you can do without having a degree. Not so much more, but there's so much that you can do without needing a degree. Like for example, starting your own business. And we've seen this obviously throughout history and everyone relates things to the most successful billionaires who didn't go to college or who dropped out or whatever. But moral of the story is like, if you have a creative mindset or if you're disciplined enough or if you're motivated enough, you can, most of the interviews that I've had, they're not like, oh, so like, you know, how was your college experience? Or like, what did you do? Or this and that. It's kind of like, do you have your degree or not? Or it's not even about that. It's about the free classes that I took on because I do social media, the free classes that I took on social media management. And as long as I know that they'll hire me, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's kind of, I'm a little bit like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have gone to college. But then I'm like, you know what? I got to walk the stage. I got to, you know, make my parents proud and make my family proud and myself proud. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it was something I was meant to do in that in that time. But now as I'm getting older, it's kind of like, okay, like I can find education in other places besides just a classroom experience, you know? Boom. That is it. And I've spent so much time like in periods of feeling resentful for like resentful to my parents for like sticking me with all these student loans or resentful because they were like, that's what you do. You go to college. And having to like move through that and realize that it's not their fault. That's what they knew. And that's 
like they were doing what they thought was best for me. And like at the time, college was what I needed, honestly. Even as an actor, because I'm like, all right, there's this amazing, talented actor in my class, in my acting class right now, who is like 18 or 19, like just moved to LA. It's just in acting class. That is one way to do it. And I'm like, you go girl, because I was not ready for a big city. Like I had to go to a state school and like spend four years socially so that I could then like go on and like live in Chicago and live in LA and be okay. And not like, feel like I needed to run home or I couldn't do it or whatever. Right. I completely agree. I think as much as I say, you know, sometimes I wish that I didn't go, or sometimes I wish that I found like a quicker route than four years of now student loans that I have to pay back socially and like growth wise, confidence wise, independence wise, like college was definitely something that I needed and something that like, I feel like a lot of people need to kind of as like a transition period, because I know a lot of kids, at least one of my friends, she had actually moved out to Chicago to go to college down here when she was 18 years old. And I'm living here in the city in downtown and I am overwhelmed at 22 years old. You know, I could only imagine my baby self at 18 being in this environment. Like you said, like I was not ready for this as an 18 year old. And I mean, now I'm kind of just like faking it till I make it, you know, but (laughs) and I bet you could probably feel the same way of like, I'm in LA right now. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) It is. I like drive when I'm just like driving to, I've been doing a lot of fit modeling lately, which is where different designers fit their garments, their sizing to your body. Anyways, I like drive all over the city for that. And I'm so grateful, but I'm just driving to a that type of a job where I'm like getting paid a decent wage and like enjoy what I do. Just thinking like, man, I live in LA. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like, I don't think I would have been able to do it at 18. And I'm glad I'm super grateful that I, I was able to get kind of like half independent experience, you know, like I moved to Florida. I'm from Rhode Island originally. So I moved to Florida to go to school. So I was far from my family and I did have that independence, but I also have the community of college, which I've realized that's not the same in real life. There is no community where everyone just decides to be friends just because they go to class together. Like you got, you got to work to make friends as an adult. That's an episode. (laughs) That's another episode. Definitely another episode, but yeah, I'm just like grateful to have had like a community to transition me from like being at home, depending on my parents and having like, you know, my, my childhood friends to now like being more in the adult real life stage, whatever that means. (laughs) Yes. Because even thinking back for me, I'm really not friends, close friends with anyone that I went to high school that I grew up with. Essentially all of my core friends are from college. And so as much as I want to be like, I'm stuck with like X amount of student loan debt that I might not ever be able to pay off (laughs) or at least anytime soon, you're best friends, your core people came from those experiences. Yeah. Like I should be so grateful. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If there's one thing that I got from college for sure, it was definitely like some of my closest friends. I'm lucky to still have some high school friends that like we stayed in contact and like, that's great. We always say that like, it's crazy because like you said, not a lot of people grow up and stay with their high school friends just because of like, you know, you just grow apart from people and stuff like that. So I'm grateful for that. But I met a couple people in college that like ride or dies, you know, like you live with them. You are like, you are with them 24 seven. And that's like a different kind of bond. 
Yeah, you're like growing with them, like coming of age with them. Like exactly. Figuring out who you are together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I just think because like a lot of the people in my life, like my brother, my partner, one of my best friends didn't go to college. And like they found that like college community experience elsewhere, which is really, really cool to hear about those experiences. Like my best friend, we went to like one year of college together and she dropped out and she toured with a band. And now she's pursuing that full-time here in LA. So it's like, oh, of course that was like your form of community. Like that makes so much sense for you, you know? So it's really fascinating to hear like different people's that, like growth community. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, and again, college isn't for everybody. Like you just said, like a lot of people don't end up going and they're they're still okay. Like they still, you know, they still made it. But yeah, I think college has its importance in like certain aspects of life. Also, it definitely makes you more social. You're kind of forced to get out of your, I mean, obviously you have to choose to leave your room, but to get out and to, and to like meet people and just kind of like be more social, it definitely helps when it comes to like now as an adult, I need to like <laughs> actually go up to people and talk to them, you know, and like, figure out making friends and all of that stuff. But yeah, college is kind of like, it has its pros and cons. We could say we could leave it at that for sure. I'm just an advocate of trying to do away with the stigma around it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It might be for your personality. Might not be. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. Like there is no, there is no right or wrong answer to going to school or not, but it shouldn't be forced upon us or like look down on somebody if they don't go. You know what I mean? So because like we said, like, okay, you go for a year, you kind of just wasted a year. If you end up dropping out, you could have been doing something else with your life and so on and so forth. Yeah. So many people, like one of my best friends. Yeah. One of my good friends in college, she just got like, I don't want to call it a BS degree, but she basically never knew what she wanted to do growing up. And so maybe it was like a communications degree. Sorry. That's not a BS degree, but for, as someone who always knew what I wanted to do, I felt very confident pursuing that. And I'm grateful that that didn't shift. And I was able to graduate with a BFA in musical theater, but like so many people don't know and watch them like waste the, not necessarily time, but like waste the money on college and a college degree. If you don't know, I'm just like, Oh man, it's just, yeah. I think it's so flawed that that's just like the trajectory, the expected trajectory. Right. And not to say that like a communications degree isn't amazing. Like, heck yeah. Maybe that's like something, or maybe you just want to get a college degree. Cool. Amazing. I love that. But it was definitely hard for me watching someone that didn't like feel 100% confident about that. Right. Almost like stuck and forced into that situation. Yeah. It's definitely tough, but I don't know. I think that now that I've graduated college, I'm kind of like, I can't dwell on whether I should have gone or shouldn't have gone or wanted to go or didn't want to go. It's kind of like, okay, it happened. I graduated. I'm super proud of myself. And now on to the next, you know what I mean? And figuring self out, figuring everything out. But I do like the, I know that I went on like the traditional path up until going to college and things like that. But now that I've graduated college, I am like totally in the opposite, like the unconventional path, the path of, like we said, like just hustling or or making your side hustles into an income. I just did another interview with somebody who she was going to PT school and she wanted to be a physical therapist and all of this stuff. And, and she worked in an office and on the side, she was just selling her jewelry, just literally as a side business, like at markets or at like yard sales or like anything, like it was handmade jewelry and and inspired by like places that she traveled. And it was really, really cool. But 
she was like, oh no, that's not stable, da da da. And as you're growing up, of course, that's kind of what you're going to hear, which is what we were talking about before about when you tell people that you're doing something that's not really the traditional path or kind of like, oh, but that's not like a real job. Like what's your real job? Like, is that stable enough? Is that going to get you by? And so anyway, so she was just saying that like, she ended up making it into her full-time job. It's a full income. She's living off of it, which is amazing, amazing. But the whole point of that is just to say like, just because certain people are saying that it might not be stable or it might not be a real job, now more than ever is the time to make your side hustle into a career, is the time to work honestly more on your side hustle. And you could call your job a side hustle and work on your side hustle as a career, like switch, switch it around, you know? Oh my gosh. That is so, so true. I love that. And I love hearing that because something else I think is like, everyone has a different personality. Everyone else, everyone has a different way of like being and moving and working in the world. And someone might be afraid of instability. Someone's personality time would be like, I need stability. I crave that. And so it's almost like a projection onto others. If the person who needs stability is telling others, well, don't do that because that's so unstable and you need stability. Or like when we're young, impressionable, hearing that from our family or our parents or whatever it may be, it's like, yeah, but that person might not be the same as you. They might crave instability. (laughs) Or for me, I'm someone who like, I have like three main jobs right now and all three of them have made me money this year. And I'm afloat here right now, like paying my bills because of those three jobs. And they're all things I want to be doing all like different facets of business. I'm not really working for anyone else, mostly for myself. So it's like, it's possible and I'm good. I like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's what it's all about is I, when you tell people things like that, like that you have three jobs, technically, you know what I mean? Or you're working three different things. It's kind of like, oh, isn't that overwhelming? Like for me, I have found so much I don't want to call it hate, but just like so much doubt in doing things that nobody has ever like taught about in school. Like no one talks about being a freelancer in school. No one talks about really even starting your own business in school. Like there is no, I guess there's like, you know, entrepreneur degree, but like there is no like specific, I don't know, a specific class or course that says like, this is exactly like the steps to be successful working for yourself. A lot of what the educational system is, is based on working, you know, for corporate America or just in general. And like, as a freelancer, I'm kind of like, I'm starting from scratch again, learning all of this stuff. And for you working three jobs, you love that. And you thrive working all those different things because that's what you love. And I am in the same boat of like, I would rather have four, five, six clients at a time doing their social media and stuff than be at one place at one time. Like that just gets boring to me. I crave the instability. I maybe not instability, but just like I crave the rush of having a lot to do. I like being busy. I like having my schedule full. And and like you were saying, that could scare people to the point where they don't want that for you because they're scared for you. You know, I just I like being busy, like I was saying, and I like I feel like I thrive more and I'm more productive when I have a lot on my plate, when I have like meetings or like organization and this and that. It's like, I just do better in that environment. Same. I'm literally the same way. And it was interesting because starting this in the pandemic, when all we were doing, at least we were just like home all the time. That was it. I, there was a period where before I had a bunch of clients, I was like, I have nothing to do. 
And like the acting industry was real, like numbers were still high. So the industry was pretty shut down still. I wasn't doing any fit modeling, any of that stuff. So I was just like bored and like lazy. Not that I'm judging that laziness, but it's like, I had like things to do here and there, but I wasn't as motivated as I am now with like a packed schedule feeling like I'm running everywhere. I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. (laughs) But then it was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. So it is interesting how different people thrive under different types of structure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I guess the last question that I'll ask you or just kind of for us to talk about is like, advice. I feel like this whole podcast, every episode is just constant advice or like reminders of certain things. But from your personal experience, what advice would you give to somebody who maybe like is thinking that the nine to five life isn't right for them? Or like, they're not really trying to go down that path of working for someone else or, or being in the corporate world. Like, what would you, what would you say to them? Put you on the spot here real quick. (laughs) Advice. I think that believing in yourself and believing in where your passions lie and what you love to do. Like life is short. Just pursue what lights you up, what brings you joy, transformational work. Like if something is is transformational for you or you're, you're helping other people in a way, do it, put in the work, take a class or like, you know, do what you got to do to get yourself to a place of being able to grow and being able to, to do that. Because I think that at this point in my journey, I feel very confident in what I'm doing. Like, okay, I've had enough education surrounding, I mean, I'm still, I'm still getting education, of course, but getting yourself to a place where you can like fight back to those people that are going to be like, well, why are you doing that? Like I, all the time for me, it's like, oh yeah, well, what have you been on? Like all those like annoying actor questions. Like, what are you in? What are you doing right now? It doesn't matter. Just believe in yourself. Feel, have that. This is, I'm like jumbling all over the place, but you can do it basically. Like you got it. Just go for it. Like let those, give those narratives back to all the people that tell you what they want to tell you. Just hand them back. That's not your narrative to carry. Listen to yourself, listen to your intuition and where your passions are in the world and pursue that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that's something that I feel like I need, needed to hear too. Cause it's like, it's a lot easier said than done. You know, you could say like, you know, I love saying pursue your passions. Of course, like that's something that I feel like everybody tries to do, but with all the pressures of everything, it's like, okay, maybe I should be doing something else. But I think like you were saying, you kind of have to stay in that mindset of like, if something is not making you happy, then change it. You know what I mean? Even at the beginning of the episode, you were saying like, we have so much more power and so much more, like we're so, we're capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit, I think. And we can change our lives in an instant. And, you know, it might not be the most stable thing to quit your job and go and travel or go and do, you know, something else that might not be, like I said, as stable. But if it's making you happy, it's like you'll end up figuring it out and you'll end up finding a way to pay the bills or you'll figure out, you know, what you can do if you can't do that. Like, it's just like do what makes you happy because life is short. Well, thank you so much for being on. I love going on little tangents about getting out of the nine to five life. So I appreciate it. (laughs) Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Yeah, no problem. So what are your social medias and where can people find you and and support you, support your businesses? Yeah. So my personal social media or my personal Instagram is the Megan Gill. 
And the short film has an Instagram as well. I'll give you that. All about pushing back on body and beauty standards in the entertainment industry. It's at a Broadway body. And then my business Instagram is at Megan Transcribes. <laughs> okay, amazing. Well, I'll have everything linked below so everybody can find it super easily. And yeah, thank you again. This is awesome. Of course, thank you. Well, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you aren't already, you can follow along with the podcast at Lifestyle Redesign Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to follow along with me and my travel journeys, you can follow Sam Evans Travel on Instagram or send me an email if you want to reach out at samevanstravel at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.